0: This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is sponsored by the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television and Radio Artists. For more about UBCP Actra, visit UBCP.com. That's UBCP.com. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Do it our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash Live Your Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm your host, Sabrina Firminger, and today I am delighted to welcome Adrian Petrio to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast again, because he has been here before, well, not here on Skype, but in the brick and mortar YVR Screen Scene Podcast studio, where he brought Bobka and we recorded the very first Bobcast in history. If I sound extra jazz today, it's because I just finished binging season two of The Hollow. Now, I watched season one of The Hollow because my daughter wanted to watch it. I devoured season two alone because I couldn't wait for my daughter to find time in her busy Roblox schedule to watch it with me. The Hollow is a cartoon about a lot of things. Friendship, Facing Fear, Loyalty, and Gaming. And Season 2 up the stakes with bigger questions about friendship, facing fear, loyalty, and the ethics of gaming, which I was not expecting. Season 1 opens with three characters, Kai, Mira, and Adam... The last of whom is voiced by Adrian, waking up in a strange room, not knowing who they are or what's going on. And season two opens with Kai, Mira and Adam waking up in familiar rooms, knowing exactly who they are, but understanding on a cellular level that something is really, really wrong. There are new characters voiced by Vancouver favorites like Nicole Oliver and Sam Vincent Vincent and Kazumi Evans and the return of characters we know and love like Weird Guy voiced by Mark Hildreth who belts out one heck of a 1990s cover in one of the series' most memorable scenes. And P.S. this episode will contain spoilers about season 2 of The Hollow. We also learn that Adam is gay in the most nonchalant manner possible. And I know that the news, which was delivered almost in passing, meant a great deal to a lot of fans. So today we're going to talk about season two of The Hollow. We're going to talk about Adam's on screen and Adrian's off screen adventures. We're going to talk the core. We're going to play a spirited round of favorite things. And we're going to attempt to do this without Bobka. Which will be hard because Adrian and I both know how awesome it can be to podcast with Bobka. Adrian Petro, hi, hey, hey. welcome um, back to the podcast. I'm back, baby. You Hello. are, but with no Bobka, so the accent is—I know it's just an accent.
1: Yeah, that's sad. But, it is. You know, sad. one day we will return triumphantly with Bobka.
0: Oh, so much Bobka! Hey, actually, yeah. This will be relevant to, like, I guess, our Vancouver listeners. But I did end up going to the new uh Cossack bakery, restaurant, cafe thing before the core to see their big dining space and everything in Vancouver, and it is glorious.
1: Yeah, I haven't been to the Vancouver location yet, but I've seen photos on Instagram and uh, and i I hear I think by I'm following them. It seems like I know they're they're doing deliveries and stuff and takeouts. so. Uh, hopefully they're able to weather the the core storm.
0: Yeah, I I am so I am so hopeful, um, and I would love for the two of us to to go and enjoy one of their um, artisan cappuccinos, which you know is just what our babas enjoyed oh in gosh, the old yeah. country. I know I laugh when I saw that. Um, okay, Adrian, Yo. Petrio. let's start with probably the most charged question of this moment in history. How you doing? I'm fine. Okay, great. Moving on. Season two. I'm
1: joking. Uh, Wow. Yeah. What a question. Hey, it is so loaded. Um, I think I'm well, it's, I I mean. Are you sure? I feel like we're all in the twilight zone and in some ways I am well, in some ways I'm like, wow, there's, you know, I've got, uh, there's been a lot of time to do self-reflection and, um, you know, a lot more time, uh, to spend with my little guy. Mm. And then, you know, on the other side of things, it's like, there's no break from, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, as you know, you're homeschooling and, uh, obviously there's, there's times when you, you go, oh my gosh, I forgot. You know, I I realize now how much I took for granted that, uh, you know, mm. a grandparent could come and, and help out for a little bit so we could step out and go to a movie. And, you know, both of those things now seem so far away. Yeah, um, or
0: just going about the business of our working life without taking yeah. that for granted either. You know, sharing space in a studio with people. We don't get to do that right now. And that is like... Yeah, that's hard. You know, I I did see somebody on Twitter posted. It was some it was about some conversation they were having with their therapist about how they uh, were used to in the before times before the core, they would live in uh, thinking about tomorrow and that the they the futures were infinite and now like every day is just infinite today's and for a lot of people with a certain kind of personality which i totally have that personality it's so fucking hard yeah i
1: hear that and you but you know what in a weird way i think that it's forcing us uh it's forcing us to live in the moment or at least to contemplate what that means um because yeah, I mean for for you know, I work in the entertainment industry and my wife is an event planner. So
0: Oh double right whammy now, of awful. Yeah.
1: And we moved, uh we moved as the pandemic was basically starting, you know, as all the shutdown was happening. And so we've you know, we've got a new mortgage and uh and we have zero um we really don't know what the future holds at all. Um, yeah. you know, a month from now or six months from now. There it's impossible to make any sort of a life plan right now. Um, and it's like, it's, it's just this weird paradox, at least for me, where I find that, um, genuinely equally stressful and, uh, and frightening and liberating in a yeah, weird way.
0: I get um, it. Cause I there's days, it. you
1: know, when I'm out in the, in the sunshine with my son and, and I'm just so present because where else is like, what else am I going to You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And honestly,
0: worrying doesn't do anything. And I say this as somebody who has like literally a diagnosed anxiety disorder, you know, and then you put just the reality of living in the era of COVID-19 on top of that. And you just you realize like, yeah, worrying is not going to it's it's putting energy into something that it's not going to help get us to the other side of this. And I don't know about you. But I also find it not that I and I'm not talking about people who are living, you know, through like the the ugliness and the darkness, you know, of, of losing people to COVID-19 or being yes, or being yeah. sick with COVID-19. But there is something reassuring about the fact that we are all in this together. You know, I often would have FOMO, but there's no FOMO anymore. Because I'm not missing out on anything, you know, and we are really like we are all facing the same kind of uncertainty. And that's weirdly reassuring that I just don't have to bear the brunt of all the worrying by myself. So.
1: Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, like I walk around my neighborhood and, you know, run into neighbors and, and, and people I, I see when I walk the dog and. It's just like, hey, how's it going? I'm out of work. I'm out of work too. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it's it's <laughs> it's terrifying when you when you feel like you're the only one. I mean, it's still terrifying in many ways. But, um, but off, you know, before this, I feel like you'd you know you'd feel like the loneliest person in the world. And then this weird way, like, I feel like we're all lonely together.
0: <laughs> we are you know? all lonely. That is a s- weirdly poetic, especially for this early in the mor- morning, Adrian. Okay. I know.
1: I haven't even started the alcohol yet. It's just the caffeine. It's just. <laughs>
0: unbelievable hey time is a trampoline as nicole oliver says and if you want to have a beer right now you're welcome to listen season two of the hollow um it's as i was watching it i was thinking that it it is a perfect series for this moment in history um so thank you for, I mean, <laughs> thank you, Adrian Petro for releasing The Hollow season two right at this moment in history when I really yeah, needed it. Yeah, yeah, it's, totally it's all, all me. Yes, it's totally all, it's all you. But no, congratulations. I mean, you know, it's it, like you as somebody who is so closely associated with The Hollow, like you know, had such a successful season one, is there ever like a kind of worry that like before, uh, you know, season two of a project drops, it's like, man, are we going to get the magic again? Like, is it going to, is it going to hit? Is it going to drop? Like what are the kind of like concerns or worries that you carry into season two of a project, a successful oh, yeah. project?
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely different. Cause the first season, you know, it was an unknown, property there you know this is a brand new franchise nobody knew what to expect it also it i think the trailer for the first season dropped like 3 days before it came out on Netflix so mm. you know when i i was when the first season dropped i was out on Twitter like mad just trying to get people to to stream it. And, you know, and I'd, 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 I'd go and hunt for, for. So it was all it. you see, it was you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I saw a ton of people, you know, tweeting like, whoa, I just came across this weird show. It's pretty cool. And, and, uh, and whatever. So it, you know, it was kind of neat with the first season, there was no expectation. It was just like, man, I hope people really, you know, dig this. And then, um, over time, as as you know, more and more and more people started to see it. You know, you start to get this this sort of fandom growing, and then, yeah, all of a sudden, you realize now there's expectations, right? Yeah. Now there's now there's pressure. Before there wasn't, because it could be whatever you, we wanted it to be or whatever the creators wanted it to be, and and um and it was either going to find an audience or not. And now there is an audience, and so you want to do. You want to tell the, the story uh, that you want to tell, but you also want to do right by the people who, you know, who essentially helped you get a second season yeah. because, you know, net, net, net Netflix doesn't just hand these things out. It's, it's There's got to be a viewership, A right? season so- for
0: you and a season for you. And a se- <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, no, Netflix does not do that. And as you were talking, I mean, I totally was listening, but I was also remembering when I had the experience of watching season one of the hollow and it finished and it had this incredible like cliffhanger ending, which actually I don't want to spoil it here. If you haven't watched season one of the hollow, what the fuck go and watch it, then come back. But like, and and remembering watching that ending being like, how are they going to top that? Like, how do you follow that up? And then I got to say you guys, guys did a pretty good job. I got to (laughs) say. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, my mind was blown when we started working on the second season because when I found out, you know, when we when we finished the first season, I was, you know, the way it ends, I was like, oh, well, I guess there's no more seasons. Like, I guess it's just kind of a, you know, limited run kind of thing, right? Like, cause yeah. I was just like, I guess that's, you know, how do you continue? And then, you know, and then there's always the thought of like, well, you know, should, should it, you know, that's kind of a perfect ending. Should it continue? Yeah. And, um, just the story in season two blew my mind, especially for you know a, 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 an animated show of this this kind. That's um, you know, it's not just for 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 kids and preteens and and in teens, but but that's the primary audience. So there was some some really big sort of concepts and risks that it mm-hmm. that it takes, and I just thought, man, like, holy cow, is that original?
0: Yeah, I mean, we but- get into and. I mean, I know he said spoilers, we will talk about some spoilers, but there is a whole like ethics of gaming thing. Um, I don't want to get into that too much because it's such a, it is, but it's, it is explored in this and, you know, and technology and, oh gosh, if I, I'm like, I'm holding back some words right now. I'm holding back some words because I don't want to, but I don't want to spoil it for people, but you can enjoy the series on that, to season two on that level, you know, or you can you can enjoy it as like, wow, this is like an action packed, you know, season with some really cool character development. Speaking of character development, Adam's journey in season two is phenomenal. So how how would you describe Adam's or at this season, uh, Adam's journey in season two, you know, and how how for you was it different from season one?
1: Uh, you know what? I, I think that in this season, I don't want to spoil too much. But I know it's
0: hard, it, right? It's really hard.
1: It's really hard. But I, I I, I love the opportunity to, you know, just the nature of this series as as it unfolds in season one and season two. You just get to see, I feel like every episode with our heroes, we get to learn more about them. Yeah. And they're learning more about themselves at the same time, which is really sort of unique. Yeah. Um, so, I loved sort of uh you know getting to flesh out uh, Adam's uh emotional life more because it's um it's very easy it would be very easy, i think to just sort of um you know look at it look at playing Adam or even writing Adam as just sort of the you know uh hot headed. Stoic leader, yeah, uh, uh, sort of of the group, or or what have you, um, or this sort of, which I'm g- really glad it doesn't, um, but this it would be very easy to veer into some sort of uh a stereotype about toughness and masculinity, and um, and it really doesn't, in my opinion. You know, yeah. I think it it really, um, we get to see these these characters have have uh, have fears uh, and traumas that have followed them through their lives. Uh, Uh, and, uh, and, you know, complex relationships. It's not just, you know, the stereotypical, you know, okay, we establish, you know, these three character archetypes and they will always interact with each other in this sort of formula. Uh, and we'll just kind of, you know plug that into every episode it's their relationships evolve as it goes and their dynamic evolves as it goes. Yeah,
0: Everybody got to have a hero moment or a few, everybody got to be rescued. Everybody was a dick at some point. Um, okay. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched season two of the hollow yet, I want you to forward like five minutes into this episode. Cause I actually do want to talk about like some real Spoilers. Okay, first of all, those guys are gone now. The words (laughs) I was gonna say were AI, artificial intelligence, and the meaning of AI. Like I'm still like, oh, that just blew my mind, you know? And like as the as the season comes to a close, I'm like, what does it mean to be a alive? Yeah,
1: there's like a Blade Runner thing (laughs) going on, you know? Like really, and that blew my mind even as we were recording it. I'm like, this is this is really deep. For cartoon!
0: Know? Honestly, yeah. I fucking love that, especially right now during the core. I'm talking about the quarantine. I just, I, I don't know if other people call it the core. I just got into <laughs> calling it the core in my house, so that's what we just call it. But yeah, the it, that, to enjoy season two on that level, th- and especially as it goes on and being like, what's real and what's not? And are these guys real, even if they're, you know the the sim version and then like i went and i played animal kingdom after finishing and like is my character in animal kingdom real like you know she got stung by some wasps she says it hurts like it really it it did blow my mind so what kind of conversations were you guys having when you were recording about this or were you not talking about this at all you're just like having fun and adventures. I think,
1: oh, there's a mix. I mean, I think we we would, there, there was lots of water cooler talk, but we were also just like, we would get these scripts, you know, the day or two days before recording it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, we'd read it, you know, in some cases you were, you're reading it the night before and it's just like, okay, I need to digest <laughs> what's going, what the hell is going on here. And it would stick with me, you know, after the fact, and we recorded this a while ago. I want to say minimum a year ago but maybe it was even a year and a half yeah um uh, and uh so wait
0: the, when that, you were brought me the babka and we were talking yeah. about season one you already knew about all of this yeah that's fucked
1: up i know i was sitting i was living with this in my head it's <laughs> uh wow. and, and literally i would just I, I would just think and i can't say anything to anyone i can't you know um but uh yeah and what i really like about it too this series is that if you, even if you, so there's that level of it, but if you take the AI out of it, there's a, you know, we are able to relate to these characters on an existential level, you know, like, and it applies to the core and it applies to, um, teens and, and people in that stage of their life too, because there there's this point, I think at that age, especially that you wake up and it's just like, what is this? You know, yeah. like what what is the what are these relationships? What are these these roles I'm playing this world around me? What's my what's my place in this world? Do I have a place? What's the point?
0: Yeah. You
1: know, and it's <laughs> and I think that that, that is those relevant. are
0: huge questions for this moment, for sure. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and I love that the show deals with that because there's there's, you know, I, I've talked about this in reference to the Dragon Prince as well. Mm. Um, another great show that I'm I'm lucky to be a part of is that bo- I think both of these shows really give credit to younger audiences in terms of the things that they deal with and the, um, the thoughts that they have and the challenges that they face. And it's not just sort of the, the after-school special stuff that we're used to seeing. Is really deep existential questions about life and death and responsibility and love and loss. And, um, you know, I love that, that that it goes there, you know? Oh,
0: dude. And, and, and You guys... <laughs> killed me no this must be what you're about to bring up yes. because yeah, we yeah, yeah. lose a beloved character uh we yeah. lose skeet in season two and there's not uh like skeet dies he dies he dies he dies
1: like that and he doesn't not- come back
0: right no yeah i mean in, in other in cartoons world, he would have come back you know like totally
1: But in this world, in this, in these, this, this framework, like he really is dead to the characters now. And that is, is one of those, you know, sort of golden rules of, of kids cartoons is that you, you can't even say dead. Yeah. You know, very often they'll say, oh, you can't say dead. You can't say die. Characters don't, you know, maybe they, something else they blip out or something happens to them or whatever, but that you can never explicitly say, oh, so-and-so died, um, But not only does he die, but, like, the characters have to deal with it. And it reverberates for for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. That's so powerful to see. Because, you know, especially in Western society, we don't grieve well. We don't acknowledge loss. We don't know. So when it happens, we have to make room for grief in our life. Like, it's really challenging, you know. And so to include the loss... And then to watch them all have to make room for the grief and the loss in their lives like that was incredibly powerful, although also infuriating. And uh, I got really mad, but I got it. (laughs) But I was like, I felt this very deeply. Um, So the other spoilery scene, I guess I mentioned in the intro, was the fact that we we learn in literally the most nonchalant way possible uh yep adam's gay who cares moving on you know um which i as somebody who is 40 i was thinking about how powerful it would have been in my teens to see that moment on screen and how everybody was like okay yep, and then you know moving on and it doesn't even become this big like storyline now in the show is just part of his existence and how powerful that is and how powerful that would have been back in the 80s and 90s to see something like that you know so talk to me about like adam's sexuality and the response to it like what one why was it important to include it what have you heard from fans and what does this feedback mean to you
1: yeah. I mean, the 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 reaction, you know, you say, like, what would this have meant in the in the 80s and 90s? You know, I think we forget. This is still this still is is so underrepresented yeah. in, in media. You know, we had, uh, you know, I kind of think to, um, you know, the recent uh, what was it um, Rise of Skywalker? You know, there was a bit of a controversy because they they kind of touted that there was going to be a, gay characters in it. And it turned out to be. A scene, you know, in the background that was cut out of foreign markets and things like that. And I know that mm. that upset a lot of people um, because that's kind of cheap representation, you know. Um, and uh, when this came out, that was that sort of that when the season came out, that was the biggest reaction um, right away. Uh, and I, I even retweeted what one absolutely lovely fan um they taped themselves the, video. They, they said they, oh, yeah, the video did you see that Yes yeah. of
0: course I did, and they were like, and, even and, though uh, I knew it was coming,
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that so
0: beautiful, you
1: know, uh, the amount of reactions like that, I just think, um, it's such an honor to play a character and be a part of a project that means something like that to people, you know, and yeah, um, and I think it is it is. So important, and I, and I could uh, reading through the comments was also enlightening because I could see how hungry um, people were for this representation and how oh. little there is, you know, and and how important it is for you know I think about my nephews who who love the Hollow who are watching this hmm. to just see it, just see it normalized, and and uh, you know, and like you said, it's it it's done in such a lovely nonchalant way. And it doesn't change, you know, Adam doesn't all of a sudden change, act differently after the reveal or, you know, his friends don't, you know, uh, treat him any differently, you know, or, or, or uh, say anything like, oh, we still love you or anything like that. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, great. And then <laughs> and we move on, you know, like, yeah, this is this is just who Adam is. Um, and uh, and I thought there was just such a beauty, too, with with, you know, the sort of confidence that he says it as well, you know, it's, um, I, that, and there's also the, you know, the, the beautiful inclusion of the pride flag in the first episode on his wall.
0: Yes. You know, I love that. So that, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I just, it, I, I, having, you know, being a part of this, this industry, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded constantly that these projects, they're not just you know, quote unquote, just cartoons. They're not just Saturday morning entertainment. Um, they mean a lot to people and they, they mean a lot to kids and they, they, um, transmit values (laughs) to kids, you know, they, uh, and, and I really think that, um, yeah, it's just, it's just such an honor as an actor really to be. And I have to thank, um, slap happy cartoons for, for, you know, this is, this isn't, you know, it was their, their writing and their, their show um, that took that brave, uh, you know, step. Yeah. And so, you know, it's uh, I just I just count my lucky stars that I'm I very humbled that um, I got to be a part of of something that means so much to people.
0: You know, it's amazing. As you were talking, I was reminded of the way that you spoke about Scout last time where you were you were talking about um you know, being able to have that kind of impact and influence on, on kids through entertainment. And I'm just like, it's very similar. The kind, I mean, totally different genre, different audience. And yet there you are having an impact again. Do you think every role has the, the potential to be like that? Or is it, is it like alchemy? Was that, that was the name of an episode right
1: <laughs> that was actually. i uh, I think that it I, I you know there there definitely has to be i think that the, the, the first step is always in the in the in the show running and in the writing yeah um, um, but yeah, there's scout there's this, and then in the dragon Prince, um it also smacked me over the head because my character plays an interpreter um, for a deaf general yeah um, uh, a lesbian deaf general who has, um, you know, I've done some conventions for that project and I can't tell you how many people came up to me and said how much that means to them. And, you know, and so it has been really smacking me over the head, especially as I'm getting older. And now Everybody I'm, stops you know, I'm
0: smacking of, Adrian on the head though. Damn. You, like, you want him to be it. able to continue to do I'm, this work? God. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling a little loopy. <laughs> (laughs) But yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's great because it's, you know, this, in this industry, it's very easy to become jaded after a while or, or get focused on the wrong things. And I think these things, you know, help to, to help to ground me and, and, and help to remind me of, you know, oh yeah, this is why I, this is why I tell stories. This is, you know, um, yeah.
0: So were you in the studio the day that mark hildreth recorded creep did you actually get to watch him deliver that performance into the mic because jesus that was so good isn't that
1: amazing first of all how i i i i i I don't want to speak for them but i know that um uh the team at slap happy you know they really really wanted to use the song but i think they 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 weren't all that hopeful that they'd be able to get it and they did
0: (laughs) Uh, and thank the lord and goddess Ah. above that they did oh yeah it's one of my favorite moments in any animated series ever (laughs) it's
1: so cool. i remember when i
0: when they told me
1: before we even got to that episode, we were chatting and they mentioned that that was going to happen. And I've just like, that is crazy. And there's so, there's going to be so many, you know, like Gen Xers watching with their kids (laughs) whose minds are going to explode. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't get to see him record it, but they played it for us. Um, because they had recorded it ahead of time. Uh, they played it for us in the studio and, Oh my gosh. And, and Mark is, is like, he's, first of all, he's just such an incredibly talented actor. Um, and I didn't, I think it's common knowledge. It wasn't for me. I didn't know he was such an amazing singer as well.
0: Um, (laughs) and so, now it's common knowledge. Now it's common knowledge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a gift. Okay. So spoil. Okay. One more spoiler question. And then all of those people that we sent out of the room, we're going to let them back in. Um, did you have or you know, I mean, God, it's such a good, dense, delicious season, but do you have a favorite scene or episode from season two oh, of The Hollow?
1: Oh my gosh, I have so many. Um
0: That's not an acceptable answer. Choose one, know, damn know, it, know, Adrian. I know, I know.
1: God Okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you one like this isn't like super deep or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> uh the 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 moment in the last episode when they jump in the car and Reeve turns on the radio and oh, it's yeah. uh, I don't know if you know this but it's a Chemical Brothers song um uh called oh f- I forget the name of the song now. Anyways, I love that song and I hadn't no But it was a cover, it, right? No, that was that that was the straight up Chemical Brothers song.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Damn. And uh and I love that song. and so uh, like I use that that song's on like one of my running playlists. It's like a power song for me. I had no idea they were gonna use that. <laughs> so I'm watching the episode and I'm like, "What the hell? Um, and it's just so, you know blah, 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 It's a great
0: was, moment like, too that oh that car, oh the the camera, the lighting, the just everything about that moment
1: that's going on, yeah.
0: Did you just like jump up then and run? You're like, okay, gotta go, and you're like, you ran around the block and then came back.
1: Can- no, I was just. I think I was just vibrating in, in the couch, and my <laughs> wife's looking at me like, "What are you?" You know, she's, she's just watching me watch myself on TV, and, oh, <laughs> you know, rolling her eyes.
0: Okay, okay. Everybody's come back into the room then. Okay. Um Okay, so we don't know yet if there is going to be a season three, right? I mean, it's another one of these. Season two has this perfect ending, you know. Um, terrifying ending, though. But, you know, still, per- it could be perfect. Um, but would the series come back? Uh, what, would you, what would you like to see Adam do in season three that he hasn't yet done before?
1: Ooh, I just want to see him continue on his, on his, you know, journey. Like I I feel like, you know, we've, we're, we're really growing with these characters. So I would really love to see Adam, you know, continue to continue to sort of mature and grow and, and, uh, you know, he's still, he's still quite a, a a hothead and, uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to see that develop and, and I, I want to see more of, uh, Ah, uh, him and Reeve have a really cool dynamic in this season, so yeah. I'd like to see that develop uh, more and uh, and then and just kick more ass, you know. That's, yeah, I that's- can
0: imagine your um, the recording sessions for season two, like having to make the punching and the jumping and all those kind of sounds. Like it's got to really work out your abs, I guess. To, oh uh- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I absolutely love action oriented cartoons and I love doing that exertion stuff because it's just like the I am in life, you know, I've never punched a person in my life. I, I am, you know, I, I that just that's You're not a bit of a howdhead, Petrio. No, not at all. I'm a wet, squishy noodle. <laughs> and so it is a wet, squishy pierogi, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> oh. So it's
1: amazing to get to kick ass on the mic.
0: Oh, it's so good. And uh, I hope that if there is a season three, we get to see Brunhilde again because uh, Nicole, <laughs> as like an eight foot tall Viking uh, goddess, is. Uh, I'm here for that. I'm here for that 24 7, Okay. Do you want to play some favorite things? Favorite things? I think I, I remember we, we, I think we played it last time and I was
1: terrible at it. Yeah, and you're really bad. So we're going to do it again. Oh, um, yeah, I'm um... <laughs> <laughs> it's way better this time.
0: Uh, no, no, it won't be. Cause is Marty there? Is your dog there looking at you, judging no, you?
1: He's, he's locked out. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've that's... locked them all out. Yeah. You don't understand this house with a toddler <laughs> and a dog and it's, this interview would not happen if this door was unlocked.
0: Or it would, and it would just <laughs> unlock a whole new level of understanding. My brother from another mother, Adrian petre Okay. So, basically, judging from the title of the segment, you can probably surmise that this is about um, your favorite things. Uh, however, what you might not know is these questions were developed by a nine-year-old. Uh, my nine-year-old. So... Don't disappoint her with your answers. Okay, got. Okay, has okay. to
1: be kid friendly. Okay, Good to
0: know. my kids. So, okay, what is <laughs> okay. your favorite song?
1: Favorite song is "Going to California" by Led Zeppelin.
0: That's a great song. My my kid loves Led Zeppelin too. Okay, what is your favorite way to spend a lazy Sunday in Vancouver?
1: Lazy Sunday in Vancouver is. Uh, what does, does does the suburbs count?
0: Yeah, Led, that's fine. Yeah, Cali- Only Calico. until Coquitlam. After that, no.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, being on uh, being on the on the dikes of the pit river with uh, dog and my family.
0: Oh, favorite junk food. Favorite junk food is
1: uh, uh, um, uh, uh, goodies, goodies. Twizzlers goodies. Ooh, she Licorice. hates
0: those. The, yeah, anything I, black ricochet. I, however, love those. Uh, favorite superhero.
1: <laughs> favorite superhero. It's changed depending on my age. Uh, right now, I will say that my favorite superhero is Iron Man.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Favorite supervillain.
1: Favorite supervillain is the Joker.
0: Ah, two universes represented. Mm-hmm. Favorite TV show when you were nine?
1: Favorite, okay, hold on. Let me uh, think back. Nine Math. years old. <laughs> uh, so that would have been, uh, so 87, 1996-ish. Uh, favorite TV show would have, ooh, I don't know if it was out yet at that age, but somewhere around there I was obsessed with Reboot. Um, oh. which was reported here in
0: Vancouver. O G Reboot. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that was if that was around the right time, but I think so. I think so, late 90s. Late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Favorite movie when you were 9.
1: Favorite movie when I was 9, uh was Star Wars always has been.
0: Star Wars is not a movie. So which one? Sir. Oh, okay. Aha. Okay. Uh, at that age <laughs> Remember who you're talking to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at that age it would have been Return of the Jedi. Now that I'm older it's Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yeah, that I mean that really is the only the only answer, because yeah. no kid is going to choose Empire Strikes Back as their favorite. They will no. choose Ewoks and Jabba, and then they get older and we like Empire. I got you. Uh, favorite hot yeah. beverage? Favorite hot uh, coffee. Yeah, a favorite cold beverage. True question?
1: Uh, ooh, no. Uh, Brio. <gasps> so.
0: Brio! Brio! You know Brio? Of course I know Brio. Okay, Brio is this incredible Italian soda yes. that growing up out east. so yes. in Quebec and in Ontario, you if you order from pizza, pizza, whatever, little Caesars, you can always get some Brio. Oh my God, it's so rare to meet somebody out here who loves Brio. How the hell do you know Brio? We're from Toronto
1: originally, oh and so I dropped, when we moved out here, my dad still would go on the hunt because there's a few Italian you there know, like, are bakeries and stuff like that that'll have Brio. so and that was like if we were having pizza when we were a kid, we yes. had to have it with Brio.
0: <gasps> we have something else in common, Adrian. I love, I love brio. brio. I there love is that. there's um, a Brooklyn pizza downtown has brio, yep. and then there's a place on it. Commercial Drive. But I find that the brio out here is not as fizzy as the brio out out east. I don't know if you found mm. that as well.
1: You know what? I haven't had out east <laughs> brio since I was very little, so I, I actually can't compare. Just, just
0: know that it's it's better out east <laughs> in its original form. Oh, I'm so excited! No, I'm sorry. Nine-year-old child who I know I name her on her. her names Mari. Sorry, Mari, but Brio is so awesome, and uh, I want more people. It's like honestly, if you have a choice between Brio and Dr Pepper, Brio. Like Brio. it's
1: it's unbelievable, and there's no because it's it's Brio Kinoto, which Quinoto oh but like there's other brands of Quinoto, but like San Pellegrino makes one, I think, and Sucks. but they're not. Yeah, totally sucks. Nothing (laughs) tastes like Brio, A Brio.
0: Oh, this is like, is this what people feel like when they're talking about wine and like different flavor notes? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But we're just talking about one awesome beverage. Okay. Favorite vacation destination? Uh, 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 Waikiki. Oh, remember traveling? Remember planning (laughs) vacation? Oh my God. Oh man. Okay. One more question. Favorite animal? Oh, turtles. Oh, okay, well, on behalf of Marty, I say, what the hell, guy? I know, dogs
1: are a close second, but tur- turtles, I'm sorry. Have you owned I'm a turtle? Sorry. Yes, I've owned several when I was a kid. And
0: and that, that was fun? Like, little turtle, big turtles, what were their I, names? I love
1: turtles. They were, like, red-eared sliders, so, like, you know, they, they could, some of them could get pretty big, like... Uh, close to dinner plate size. Some of them stay a lot smaller. I just love, especially sea turtles, but that's almost oh, a whole other thing. I yeah. just, there's such a sense of like peace and like wisdom and, and serenity in a turtle. Um, <laughs> I just really, I love
0: turtles. I'm laughing because those are all qualities that I do not have right now. And I don't generally have them like on a good day. Uh, but I really should try to embrace those. Adrian Petru, thank you hey. for returning to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Where can our listeners find you and follow you on the social media?
1: I am on Twitter and Instagram as Adrian Petru. Very creative of me, uh, but I'm always just
0: my name. You're always just so, your name. Am I? Always just my name. I mean, I know we spent like 25 minutes last time talking about pronouncing your name. Am I? Have I been doing okay this time?
1: Yeah, you're pretty good. It's Petrio. Petrio. Petrio, yeah. Petrio. I mean, I'm, I'm overdoing yeah, it. I'm overdoing it.
0: I don't know how not to overdo it. Uh, it just it's gives better me... Than underdoing it. Yeah. And so if people want to watch The Hollow, why don't you drop in a hollow plug there, Mr. Petriu? Yo,
1: yo, yo. Watch The Hollow seasons one, if you haven't seen it, and season two on Netflix anytime.
0: Like Anytime. Like any time. Literally any time. I love when you're like Saturday morning cartoons. That was a thing. That ain't a thing no more. You can watch well, whatever yeah. you want to watch
1: any time now. Do kids realize that when we were kids, you had to wait a whole week. And if you like if your parents took you for a picnic, you just missed it and you <laughs> never saw the episode.
0: I love Sorry. I love how specific that memory is too. Did like what series did you miss when your parents took you for a picnic?
1: Yeah, total trauma here. It was probably like an episode of like the animated Batman or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, or X Men animated series or Yeah Yeah, no, I <laughs> so specific. <laughs> Stupid picnics. Stupid picnics and boating. All right. Thank you. Let's do this again. And to our listeners, thank you. Let's do this again. Um, I have many new episodes of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast in the can for you during the quarter. I will continue to release new content twice a week. This in addition to the 85 episodes we have already released in the last year, we've got you covered. So keep in touch on social media at Wavier Screen Scene and by email at Sabrina at com. You're not alone. We're going to get through this. Thank you for listening.
2: Hiring professional performers makes all the difference to the success of any recorded media project. Did you know that the Union of BC Performers, ACTRA, provides agreements for all budgets and types of productions, including commercials, TV series and movies, feature films from big budget to Canadian indies and student films, animation series, video games, web series, and even streaming video on demand like Netflix? For instance, our highly successful UBCP Actra Ultra Low Budget Agreement encourages and facilitates artistic collaboration between professional performers and independent producers who wish to produce very low budget or even no budget productions. No matter what your budget, we've got you covered and you too can benefit from UBCP Actra's award-winning world-class performers. So, if you need actors, voiceover artists, stunt coordinators, stunt performers, singers, dancers, puppeteers, stand-ins, background performers, ranging across any age or demographic, then just contact us at UBCP Actra. Make your project the very best that it can be. This message was read by a UBCP Actra member. Go to UBCP.com for more information.